Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome to another episode of Animation and Beyond. This week, we've got another half and half episode for you. We will be honoring Pride Month, and we will also be celebrating the 25th anniversary of the 1997 film Hercules. Yeah, which is a really good Disney film celebrating its 25th anniversary. And it's exciting this month for Pride Month. We're talking about a couple people who are on the LGBTQ spectrum. That's right. So why don't we go ahead and jump right in, Ezra? Yes. First up, we want to feature the artist Kenny Ortega, who's a director and choreographer who's worked on a bunch of different Disney films, along with musicals and films for other production companies over the course of his long career. Like Newsies, Hocus Pocus, High School Musical, Descendants. That's right. And I think you'll notice something that all of those films have in common, which is that they're all big dancing movies. Well, Hocus Pocus wasn't a musical, though. That's right. Hocus Pocus, not as much. But The Descendants, High School Musical, and Newsies were all musicals. Yeah, like... He worked on a lot of ones for Disney Channel over the years. Mm Mm-hmm. And what stands out to me is how his choreography is a combination of moves that anyone would be able to follow along with, but also looks super, super good when a bunch of people do it together. Yeah, I know. I think he did Descendants in both of its sequels. Remind me what The Descendants was about. Um, the teenage daughters and sons of Disney villains and heroes. Like Mal, the daughter of Maleficent, and Evie, the daughter of the evil queen. Oh, that's right. I watched the first one of those. It was really good. What of his work stands out to you, Ezra? The award-winning high school musical movies, which recently have been brought back as a show for Disney+, Plus, called High School Musical, the musical, the series. Fun. Also, the Descendants films that I really, really like, as well as um, Newsies, which inspired the award-winning musical, which most people today seem to know the musical, but not as many people seem to know that it's based on an old Disney film from the 90s. That's right. And what's the original Disney film based on? A real-life event about the Newsboys strike from 1899. And that is a huge dancing film. It initially was was considered a flop at the box office and the critical reviews when it first came out were mediocre. But it did receive a cult following on home video and was later adapted into a musical on Broadway, which was more successful. That's right. I was one of the people who saw the musical before I saw the movie, but I think they're both fantastic. And the music is so fun and lively. Musical did become a live recorded movie, I think for Disney Plus in 2020. That's right. It was first released in 2017, but then released for Disney Plus when Disney Plus launched. Right. Now, the things that stand out about his work on the high school musical films Hocus Pocus and Newsies are that he both directed and choreographed those movies. What do you think it would be like to be in charge of the dancing and everything else about a movie? It seems kind of kind of like a good kind of a job to to be the director of those parts of a production. Yeah, he would have really had control over everything. And Hocus Pocus later this year is getting a movie, getting a sequel for Disney Plus, Hocus Pocus 2. 
That's right. We'll have to go back and talk about the Hocus Pocus films when it gets closer to the release date. It comes out on September 30th, just a month before Halloween this year. Well, that makes perfect sense. I would have guessed that it'd come out close to Halloween. Anything else that you find notable about Kenny Ortega? He does really remarkable work. He also did one I forgot to mention for Netflix that was called Julian the Phantoms. Oh, that's right. That's his most recent work. I heard it was canceled after just one season for some reason. Yes, but I saw some of that one season and I thought it was a really clever idea for a show. It's about a young young girl who basically forms a band with these three guys who have been dead for 20 years. Yes. And they're ghosts and play music together. But is it as spooky as the name sounds? No, no. It's, it's very lighthearted. I'm glad we talked about Kenny Ortega. Is he gay? He is gay. Yes, he's been out for a long time. Yeah, that's great to hear. Now let's talk about Andy Stevenson and Molly Ostertag. They are a lesbian couple who have done a lot of good shows. That's right. And while Molly Ostertag is lesbian, Andy Stevenson is actually non-binary. So they use they, them pronouns. And Molly and Andy met while working on Shayra and the Princess of Power. Yes, which is a, it's a reboot of... She-Ra, which I think is, I think it's related to He-Man and the Masters of the Universe from Mattel. It is, but what's it about? She-Ra, who's, who's a superheroine and she fights evil. And it's a show made by DreamWorks Animation Television in collaboration with Mattel Creations. That's right. And it's a very high drama, well-loved show. More in the anime style, though, I would say, wouldn't you say? Yes, It's also a reboot of a classic anime, I think, from the 80s. Yep. Anyway, so both Andy Stevenson and Molly Ostertag worked on that show. Ostertag is really famous for being a part of Star vs. the Forces of Evil and The Owl House. I I remember Star vs. the Forces of Evil. The main character is a a 14-year-old girl named Princess Star Butterfly. That's right. She's a really strong female lead. Yes, and that show was on, I think, from 2014 until 2019. Actually, it was on from 2015 until 2019, I remember. Mm-hmm. And in 2019, the second season of The Owl House, which Molly Ostertag also worked on, happened. Yes, it's still on. It was on since January 10th of 2020. Right, and The Owl House is a really unique show, I think, in comparison to other Disney shows. yeah. The main character is a teenage girl named Luz Noceta, and she's confirmed to be bisexual. Yeah, so this show definitely has a lot more LGBTQ characters than most Disney shows. And Molly Ostertag was a big advocate for that. Hmm, I see. Molly is also primarily a cartoonist. She's done a lot of graphic novels, as has her partner, Andy Stevenson. Nice. They both are primarily illustrators and drawers. And do comics. And do comics, exactly. And Ostertag was also featured in She Makes Comics, which was a documentary about women in the comic book industry, graphic novel world. I see, huh? Yeah. Both Stevenson and Ostertag have won awards for shows that they worked on. Yeah. Like Stevenson won for Nimona. Which I heard 
was is has been revived at a, almost a year after it was canceled when Blue Sky Studios shut down and has been revived by something else for Netflix coming out next year. Yeah, so that'll be great. And I hope that they work on the reboot as well. Yes, I know. And Chloe Grace Moretz is starring in it. And I'm glad it's an example of a movie that has that was previously canceled that's been revived. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be interested to see what they do with the revival. And I heard it's going to be about LGBTQ as well. Awesome. I love to hear that more stories are being told about people who aren't cisgender or straight. Yeah. I hear to hear there has been, there was a lesbian couple who was seen in one part of Finding Dory. And LeFou in the live action Beauty and the Beast at the end is revealed to be gay. Yeah, so those are a couple examples of more LGBTQIA plus characters in Disney content, but there's definitely always room for more. We want our animated worlds to reflect the size of the LGBTQ community in the real world as well, because there is a lot of us. Yeah. That's going to wrap up our conversation spotlighting Kenny Ortega, Molly Ortega, and Andy Stevenson for Pride Month. Be sure to watch out for those names and the stuff they work on because they a lot of time tell unique stories with unique perspectives. Yeah. And we're going to move on into celebrating the 25th anniversary of Hercules. Yes, Disney's 35th animated motion picture. That's right. And what a good one it was, huh? I liked the music in it, and I liked how it was about Hercules, the legend from Greek mythology and folklore, and showing how he starts off as a nobody but becomes a hero everyone loves. That's right. And I actually read that there were a lot of other attempts at adaptations of other stories, like the Odyssey, that that folks over at Disney attempted to pitch and work on and create before they wind up before they wound up making Hercules. So Hercules was the adaptation story that won out amongst a bunch of old ancient mythological epics. I see, yeah. And I know that uh, I thought that Hades, who was the villain of the movie, was actually pretty funny and comical for a, for a villain. I agree. Voiced by James Wood, Hades has a very specific spunky personality in that film. He's definitely very different than a lot of other villains like he's he's other a lot of other villains seem to be more serious but he seems, seems to be more comedic yes his interactions with his sidekicks and with meg are definitely really funny and he just wants to get revenge on zeus and take over the universe just like every villain does but he just has some comedy <laughs> i know yeah and i remember bill Lock- Philoctetes, I remember, who was Herc's uh, mentor, who was a satyr. He was voiced by Danny DeVito. That's right. Though Danny DeVito didn't actually sign on for the role initially. Did you know this, Ezra? No, I didn't know. Yeah, he declined the the role, and then they had a bunch of other people come in and audition and read for the role. And then ultimately, they still wanted Danny DeVito, so they ambushed him at lunch and asked him, please play Phil. And he agreed, obviously. Yeah, interesting. That's so interesting, though, that he was not initially, he didn't initially want to voice him, huh? Mm -hmm. I know that um, Susan Egan voiced Megara. 
She did. Didn't she also voice Belle in Beauty and the Beast? Not the original film, the Broadway musical of Beauty and the Beast. Got it. Got it. No wonder she has such a lovely singing voice if she was on Broadway. She sings a few really classic songs in that movie, including I Won't Say I'm in Love, which is a personal favorite song from the whole film soundtrack. I like how it sounds like a song from the 1950s. It does. It's got the big chorus background. It's really bluesy. I like the song like Zero to Hero. That was sung by the muses who tell the story throughout the movie. That's right. Me too. That's another really fun, dramatic one. I liked Pegasus, her flying horse friend. I also liked Pain and Panic, Hades' really funny demon henchman. I agree. I thought Pain and Panic were reminiscent of the statues in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, don't you think? Yeah, Disney's previous animated feature. Yes, and I thought the Pegasus kind of reminds me of Flynn Rider's horse in Tangled. Yeah, Maximus, you're right, he does, yeah. Yeah, you can see the inspiration kind of crossing over. This is one of the many animated Disney films that had music by Alan Menken. That's right, but it was the last Disney film that had music by Alan Menken, wasn't it? I think it was until Home on the Range in 2004. Got it. Well, Alan Menken was an incredible musician and score writer. He did a great job with the score on this film. Yes, I know, and this is one of the several Disney animated films directed by the legendary duo John Musker and Ron Clements, Mm. who directed films like The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, um, The Princess and the Frog, and Moana, as well as The Great Mouse Detective and Treasure Planet. So a lot of classics they directed. I know. They They even make a cameo in one part of Hercules. Oh, really? In which part? I don't remember exactly. But I remember when there was a cameo of Scar from The Lion King in one scene. In Hercules? Yes. And it was kind of funny because when Mufasa said in the beginning of The Lion King, Scar would make a good throw rug. And he did when it showed him as a throw rug in Hercules. Oh my goodness, Ezra, I never noticed that. So Mufasa must have predicted the future of what would happen to Scar. That's a fun Easter egg. And so 25 years later... Do you think Hercules is still popular today, Ezra? Yes, it is, though. But initially, when it first came out, despite the positive reaction, it did underperform at the box office. That's right. But people have grown to love it with age. But it has become, I think, more successful on video and later on. Definitely. And I think that's because it's a really fun hero story that's also kind of not a hero story. It's got a spunky female character, Meg. She's awesome. And it's got this awesome soundtrack that really carries the whole movie. I think a lot of people probably hear songs from the movie before they even see the movie. I get it, yes. And it did get a follow-up prequel show from 1988 to 1999. Fun, fun. So they went back and explained everything. And there was even a crossover episode with Aladdin, where Aladdin teamed up with Hercules to once again defeat Jafar and Hades. Oh, got it. That would be quite the team. It's one of the Disney live-action remakes, which is currently in early development as well. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, this is one of the few Disney movies, earlier animated Disney movies, that hasn't gotten a remake or a live-action version. So with with how Disney has been going through and making live-action versions of all of their animated films, I would expect them to be coming out with a live-action version of this one pretty soon. And there's even been a musical of it as well. 
I would have loved to see the musical version. Which I think premiered in 2019. Nice. All right. Why don't we go ahead and move into trivia, Ezra? Yes, yes. How about something about a trivial question about Hercules? Well, we have to answer last week's trivia question first, but then, yes, we'll do a trivia question about Hercules. Yeah. So, last week's trivia question was, we know that... Harley Bird was the voice for Peppa Pig when she was five years old. That's when she started. How old were the two other little girls who voiced Peppa Pig before Harley did? Um, Lily Snowden Fine was voiced Peppa Pig when she was like when she was like five or six, and Cecily Boom voiced Peppa Pig when also she was like five or six. There you go. So it wouldn't have been a hard question to guess, but these other girls were indeed five years old when they voiced Peppa Pig. So the fact that Harley kept voicing Peppa even into her teen years is really impressive to me. Yeah. And so for this week, our trivia question about Hercules is, who was the planned voice of Hades instead of James Wood? Know the answer? Let us know. And we'll give out the answer in the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye. Bye. Bye.